Hello, and welcome to this month's episode of Fraud Talk, the ACFE's monthly podcast. I'm Mandy Moody, the content manager here at the ACFE, and I'm excited to share with you a conversation I had with two private investigators at the ACFE Global Fraud Conference in Nashville last month. I was excited to sit down with Hal Humphreys and Brian Willingham, two people I've gotten to know over the last few years, to talk about how they each got involved in private investigations. Brian Willingham is a PI out of New York who owns his own practice, Diligentia Group. And Hal works in Nashville at Find Investigations. Here's their story. You and I have known each other for, I don't know, what, almost 10 years now? Seven years, something like that? It's about, give or take, a few years. How the hell did you get into this business? That's a really good question, Hal. So I think like every other little kid, I was kind of into the Sherlock Holmes Hardy Boys kind of thing, and I've always been fascinated by mystery and solving crimes and those kind of things. When I was in high school, I remember vividly taking an aptitude test when I was in the ninth grade, and you know, you fill out all these questions about the things that you like, and the thing that came up, the top job that came up for me was an air traffic controller, and the second job was a private investigator. And I don't know if that was because my father's been in the has been a private investigator for a long time. So I don't know if that was because, you know, I answered some questions because I thought it may come out like that. But for years I put that aside. Sports has always been like my big thing. I always wanted to be I wanted to be a baseball player. And then once I realized I wasn't good enough to be a baseball player, I decided I want to be like a general manager and owner owner of a team, naturally. And um, I ended up going to college and studying um, a business degree and getting a sports management degree. And I tried to, I pursued that passion for a couple of years. I worked for the New York Giants and Major League Baseball. I got to fly in the blimp for the 2000 World Series for the, the Mets and the Yankees World Series, which is a whole different story. And I realized shortly thereafter that it was it was an interesting job. There were a lot of people that sort of wanted it worse than I did. Uh, it's one of those businesses where People just love to be associated with that business and will take anything and do anything for not a whole lot of money to do it. So I just didn't see myself sort of advancing in that career. And I ended up working with my father for a couple of years. And it was actually, for me, it was sort of a temporary job. It was something to just hold over time. And as time has gone along, I've just fallen in love with it. I've fallen in love with every aspect of conducting investigations, whether it's it's you're learning something new all the time, you're always doing something different. You have to have a lot of different sort of capabilities and skills. Every day I wake up and it's something something new is going on. So I, I, it, it's certainly been there since I was a kid, the sort of passion for investigations, but I've grown to just absolutely love it over my life and, and continuing to this day. What about you, my friend? How'd you get yourself into this? Well, I think pretty much like you, I grew up, you know, with with detective stories and, you know, I grew up watching Magnum P.I. and my grandmother and I would sit in her sunroom when I was a kid and watch Rockford Files. So I grew up with those stories in my head. I graduated college and went into my father's business, which was real estate appraisal, uh, because it was the smart thing to do. And after about 20 years of doing that job and playing around at some other things in the interim, I was totally worn out with what I ended up calling real estate-based emergencies. 
we would have an entire office staying up until two o'clock in the morning trying to meet a deadline so that some guy didn't lose half a basis point on a deal somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it felt like a lot of work for no real meaning. It didn't mean anything. So I started looking around for something that would kind of meet my skill set. And after, I don't know, about three months worth of really hard research into what would meet my skill set, the PI world was the top thing. Through the state of Tennessee, applied for a PI license, realized you have to have a company support you. So I applied for a company license, a manager's license, got those two things done. Didn't tell anyone about it because I was quite honestly a little bit embarrassed by the idea of telling people I was a private investigator at the time. Uh, my mom and dad came up to have coffee with us, I don't know, about a month after I'd gotten the license. And I told my dad, I said, hey, you know, I, I got a new professional license. And he said, P.I., without missing a beat. And I'm like, how did you know? He goes, I always knew you would. So it's been there for a long time, apparently. But the skill set from the real estate appraisal world turns out is absolutely perfect for the private investigations world. It's finding people, asking them questions that they don't necessarily want to or have to answer, getting them to tell me what happened in a deal or a situation, um, locating witnesses or parties to a transaction, same thing. My PI career has morphed over the past 10 years. I started the business about 10 years ago. Um, I started off doing some surveillance work because, you know, you're a private investigator. You must do surveillance. And absolutely hated that work. Peeing in bottles. And Peeing in like the that. bottle, you know, eating, eating hamburgers in the car. It's just not my thing. Especially in Nashville. I would it's, imagine it gets a little warm <clears throat> in the car there, huh? There was one afternoon. I was down in um, Murfreesboro at UT, uh, what is it, Middle Tennessee State University in the back of a Honda CRV, it was about 102 degrees outside. Inside the car, it must have been 115. And I was just soaking wet with sweat. And we got, we got the evidence we needed, but I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do this anymore. I had a reputation for being able to find people that were difficult to find. And a fellow PI here in Nashville was working on a case out in Amarillo. Uh, she had one witness that she couldn't find. And she said, hey, would you be able to track this guy down. I said, I'll see what I can do. Long story short, it was for a criminal defense case. And I, she called me on a Wednesday. I had the guy located on a Thursday. I had him interviewed in an affidavit Thursday afternoon out in New Mexico. She was really impressed. The attorneys were really impressed. And they asked me to stay on and help out on that case. And I realized over the course of about three months that I totally dug the criminal defense work. I've been doing that primarily for the past, I don't know, seven years now, and I love it. It feels like real work. Now, I listen. I th- this business is has done a lot for me, and I ca- I can't imagine doing anything different. And it's been interesting because I had a, a path that I was working sort of more in a corporate environment, and what I realized, and now that I've been on my own for the past almost eight years now, is that I just love doing the work. You know, when you kind of in that corporate, more corporate environment, you wind up sort of managing other people uh, and reviewing reports and, and things along those lines. I love doing the work, you know, and I want to get my hands dirty. I think it's fascinating. You're learning something new all the time. I love learning about new topics. And and with fraud and with investigations, it's like everything is – there's no cookie-cutter, like, way to do it, <laughs> you know? You have to figure out exactly how to get from point A to point B. 
Sometimes it's nearly impossible to find the answers, but it's just, there's this excitement and this adrenaline rush about it that I I don't know how much I could get anywhere else. Um, Maybe jumping off some cliffs or something like that. I'm not willing to do that. No, I'm not willing either. Thank you to Hal and Brian, and thank you to everyone listening to this month's episode. You can find all the episodes of Fraud Talk on acfe.com slash podcast or on iTunes. This is Mandy Moody signing off, and I'll talk to you next month.